What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. And if you're called to ministry, you're called to prepare. See how you can be equipped to live your calling at Southwestern Seminary's Preview Day. When you attend Preview Day on April 12th, you'll get to see the campus, meet professors, and explore the various degrees at your disposal. Signing up is completely free, so register for Preview Day at swibbits.edu forward slash nab. Kyle, good morning to you. It is a beautiful day here in Farmersville, Texas. Wait a minute, I am no longer in Farmersville. We are completely and totally unpacked and living life in Irving, Texas. And, uh, you know, it has been a week and a half now. I have not been fired, but I have maybe added about an inch to my belly. And (laughs) I found that out because a jacket that fit quite literally about two weeks before I preached uh, there the first time did not fit. (laughs) I put it on my second Sunday at the church uh, because it has been kind of an endless season of meals and people taking us out to eat, people bringing food, uh, going to the various fellowships that involve food. And I want to tell you a little pro tip. Now you just need to, you know, file this away as information you may need for the future. Okay. That is this. There is a group of ladies at our church that plays bunko. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what it is, but I do know that all of the men that are kind of left by the wayside while they go and do this, they all get together for a meal. Okay. Normally, they have this meal at a restaurant called Razoo's. I don't know if you've ever been to Razoo's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of Cajun. Pretty good. A little Cajun seafood, all that kind of stuff. I love Cajun. Uh, Not a big seafood guy, but uh, that was where they were going to go. And it was Tuesday. And most Tuesdays that they do this, that restaurant has like four people in it and maybe like 10 waiters. It's it's not always a hopping place. But I'll tell you when it's hopping on Fat Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it was I like bet so. standing room only in that place. And uh, we had a uh, we had a great time. Uh, I think we were there about two and a half hours. Uh it quite literally from from the time we sat down to the time the last person got their drink on the table, it was about fifty minutes. Wow! And uh, and so at that point, we we all kind of made a decision that we're going to. I mean, we're committed at this point. Sure. But whatever you get when the meals start coming out, just don't send it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you just yeah. need to roll with whatever yeah. it is, and uh, and so yeah, just deal with that, it. We just didn't think, I mean, it was, it was trending towards, we were going to be getting home well after our ladies ever got there. And, uh, so, so yeah, we, we had a great time. So just a, a, a note, just to follow away for next uh, year, brothers and sisters is if you plan to go out to eat on fat Tuesday, you might steer clear of the kind of New Orleans type restaurants, the the more Cajun type restaurants. Uh, you know, just just a pro tip. 
Yeah. Um, and I think one of our guys said, uh, and he may be listening into this, on December 12th, I think it is, is like the day of the Virgin Guadalupe or something like that in Hispanic culture. Okay. I totally probably botched that. <laughs> I know that Guadalupe is part of it. I don't know what her title is or whatever. Uh, but he went to a Mexican restaurant that day and uh, they marched around that restaurant banging drums. Oh, they're right. not mariachi. You know, I could I could rock yeah, mariachi sure. for a while, but no, they were just banging drums. And I, I, you know, I was like, man, I would have loved to be there and and just look for maybe Jose Altuve, you know, ready to <laughs> just hit a home run or something. But but anyway, Kyle, how are you doing? Hey, man, I'm good. So, uh, yeah, we started tennis practice this last week. I don't know if I shared. I'm an assistant tennis coach at uh, at the kids' school, so I'm getting to coach my daughter Haley and uh, some other middle school and high school kids in tennis. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Well, deep thoughts from Kyle Beerman this morning. <laughs> uh, so so anyway, today we are going to talk about old people. And uh and and I'm just going to out Kyle Kyle right from the outset because he sent this quote said, "Hey, I guess they're right. Senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose." Lloyd from Christ. explain where that's from. Yeah. No, no, that's that's what Kyle believes. That, 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 that is, is that's from, Kyle Beerman wisdom. That is that is a quote from dumb and dumber the yeah. movie which is that's a also the subtitle classic. of the podcast that's true uh, that could be. so so anyway here here's the thing we we won't spend a whole lot of time on this but whoever wants the next generation will get them as michael Katz says and we rightly as pastors and leaders and church members and everybody else we work hard to pursue and reach and disciple and unleash the next generation. But a singular focus therein leaves some great opportunities on the table. And so, yes, we want to reach the next generation. We've talked about this on the podcast. We know how important that is for our churches. And yet, when we get so laser-focused there on, on what is to come and what, you know, obviously is a part of it now— uh, we may let a population go by the wayside. And uh, and so according to some statistics, and we'll put uh, this in the show notes as well, if you want to dig into uh, some stats on not the next generation, uh, but to some degree, kind of the outgoing generation, the, the senior adult population of the world, some of the stats reveal that the senior citizen population is projected to almost double in the United States over the next few decades. And so by 2060, over 94 million Americans will be 65 and older. And that includes to, you and me at that point. Well, it does, actually. Thanks for that, Kyle. <laughs> now I want to just close this podcast up and say may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel we declare and just wrap it up but anyway that is coming that is happening and uh, and so let's talk about that a little bit because 27 percent of them never attend church mm. so we have a quarter of you know if you will by 2060 if those uh, statistics hold we would have over a quarter 
of 94 million Americans that will be over 65 and not attending church. Yeah. Likely lost. And yet, senior adults want to be included. They want to be honored. They want to be respected. Yet, they're often kind of viewed as selfish by church leadership. And we often exhort them to put aside their own needs and all of that for the sake of the next generation and all of that. And so, Kyle, that's that's common. We've probably been there. We've probably done that. And and so let's let's talk about that a little bit, Kyle. Um, what what I guess first on those stats stick out to you uh, and then maybe uh, how guilty are you of of this? <laughs> well, yeah. So, so first of all, I mean, the, the statistics, we, we need to be aware of this. It's not surprising, right? I mean, the, the millennial and um, Gen Z generations are two of the largest generations we've ever seen. So it would make sense then that we're going to start seeing a lot of, over the next 25, 30, 35 years, a lot of senior citizens coming out of these large generations. Um, I, man, I've really tried to, to respect the older generations, um, to not see them as a burden. Uh, you, man, listen, especially if you are going into a church of, you know, what, what we've really focused on for the last several years, re- replanting, revitalization, something like that, more than likely you are going to have a church with a large number of senior citizens. And if you see them as a hurdle to your ministry rather than see them as kind of the targets of your ministry, um, man, I, th- I think you're getting off on the wrong foot to begin with. Yeah. Um, you know, look, it, we, as we've talked about before, if if you're going into a church where things have been on a decline for a long time, there's probably some frustrations. Um, and And some of that may be because people are entrenched in ministries or um, old old patterns or unhealthy ways of thinking. But but that doesn't mean that the people are problems, right? The the people are your ministry. Those are the folks that you are supposed to love and point to Jesus um, rather than see people as as a hurdle to your ministry. Yeah. Uh, They're in our church. Uh, they often, you know, when you come into especially a revitalization effort, they might be your church. That might yeah. be all you all you have. And what you quickly will find out if you don't immediately think that they are a hindrance to your ministry or a hurt to what you want to do, but a help, uh, you will find that they are often willing and and even able to help and uh, yeah. and want to do what is necessary and are even okay with sacrificing certain things that maybe they, uh, they like and, and enjoy and can be led to that position uh, with time and with grace and with wisdom and all of that kind of stuff. And we don't have to uh, just leave them hanging by our laser focus on that next generation. Uh, Damon Simpson in the article that we're going to share uh, says that they are always willing to help in whatever capacity they are able. And if there is a need in the church or with an individual, they often find a way to meet that ministry yeah. need. And uh, and so that's something that I have I found. Thankfully, my my mentor in the ministry, Ronnie Adams, 
really from the day I was saved was taking me to nursing homes and hospitals and into the homes of some of the more senior saints of First Baptist Grand Prairie uh, because he was the senior adult pastor. (laughs) So that's the people we were around. And he would share often, he said, you know, you know, Matt, when you're a pastor, you will very likely start out as uh, a a youth pastor, and and it's going to be easy for you to focus only on your your target. But but remember that if you're a youth pastor of that church, you're also a pastor of that church, and and that includes those people that may not be in your youth ministry. And so don't you know he he didn't use the word silo, but we often talk about ministry silos. Don't just silo yourself away in that one niche group that you're a part yeah. of, and and forget all of the others. Because what I found is. As I was building relationships with the senior adults as a student pastor, uh, when there came a need, uh, including bodies, you know, for for volunteers and stuff like that, that was certainly helpful. But also often when we would have a student that maybe came from a lower income and going to camp, you know, and the camp costs continue to go up, you know, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars that some sometimes uh, those kids would be left out. If it weren't for senior adults who were willing to make sure that there was never a youth in our midst that would not be able to go to camp. Yeah. And if I had not, you know, loved on them and cared for them and let them know why that matters and why that's important and some of those kinds of things, not just using them for for their money. That's not at all what we're saying. But when you do minister to them and care for them and, and let them see the value of some of those things, uh, they do want to serve and be a part of. And maybe they cannot be yeah. your uh, you know, your your biggest nucleus of volunteers and so forth, but they will often help in other ways. And uh and so know that they are often willing and sometimes even able uh to help. Kyle? Yeah, and, and I think they bring up a good point here. They typically your your older saints in the church are not opposed to reaching the next generation. They want to reach the next generation. They want to see kids running around their church. They want to hear those those noises. I think where sometimes some of that bitterness comes in is when the the older saints feel ignored for the sake of young families. And so if you're going into a, a revitalization, part of that is reaching young families and making disciples of the next generation. But you can't do that to the exclusion of your senior citizens your, and your, your those those seasoned saints, as we like to say, right? Those folks who have who've been a part of the church for a long time. Um, so you, you've got to find a way to minister to them and include them in the ministry to the next generation. Because I guarantee they they want to be involved. They want to see young couples, young families, youth, and children uh, come into the faith and come and be a part of the church but they don't want to be ignored. And that kind of goes into the next point too, uh, where Mark Dance says, we need to be careful not to under challenge our mature members. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, a lot of times when, when folks think about like senior adult ministry, the kind of the cliche is, Oh, we're going to get a bus and go to Branson, right? Like that's, that's going to be our senior adult ministry. There's nothing wrong with stuff like that. Like that, that can be fun. That can be a great relationship building experience, but don't let that be all you do. Don't don't be afraid to challenge your people to help them grow spiritually, um, 
because what you'll find is even even some of these folks who've been believers for a long time, been in Sunday school for a long time, there there's still stuff about the Bible they don't know. They're still they they want to learn. They want to grow deeper in their relationships with one another. They want to grow deeper in their relationship with relationships with Christ. Don't leave that on the table and and not try to try to take them a little bit deeper in, into their faith. Yeah. So that that kind of digs into the what, the why. Let's start shifting into maybe the how with some simple ways because how you know if if we know that they're there, if we know that yeah. they matter, and we know that they can. How can we lean in uh, yeah. to this population that's obviously going to grow and be with us for a while and both meet their needs and also leverage them for, for ministry that could very well be the thing that gives us the ability to even reach the next generation? And, uh, and so I was thinking about, and I was just you know jotting down some ideas. Uh, many churches do upward basketball. Yeah. And you may very well have some some senior adults that have the ability on Friday nights or Saturdays during the day uh, to to give up some time and come up and referee, uh, announce, serve snacks and drinks, handle the registration table, just be a a cheering section in the stands, Uh, be a coach. you know, help. You know, we we have at our uh, our church a gentleman that drives the golf cart around and, and takes people here and there and everywhere. And uh, you know, that's that's even something. A larger church that maybe has a large upward basketball, uh, consider uh, enlisting if y'all have the golf cart type thing going on. Yeah. Consider using that on Fridays and Saturdays when you're doing upward to get people there a little quicker if they're having to park on the opposite end of the uh, parking lot because there's so many people there. Uh, so Upward has a lot of opportunities. I, I know we have a program called Crockett Connection where middle school students from a school that's like literally across the street. I mean, they walk there from the school to our church. And it is almost exclusively senior adults that serve there. Mm. And, uh, you know, teaching them and leading them to look at ministries like that is not just getting them off of the streets, but we're actually ministering to them and mentoring them and teaching them and, and loving on them and giving yeah. them that kind of a safety uh, spot, a safe place, but also a chance to learn about them. And in uh, another idea that, that I've utilized as a student pastor was uh, what I called the, uh, the student ministry grandparents, where we just had grandparents, you know, grandparent age, adults, usually a husband and wife, sometimes a widow or a widower, that would volunteer in the youth ministry specifically to build relationships with kind of their, their gender and, uh, you know, encourage them, pass on some wisdom, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you might have disciple nows and, you know, sometimes a senior adult is the one that has the home with the yeah. the pool, <laughs> things like that, yep. or the space because they don't have kids at home and you can do the host home thing with, with them. And, and I know that runs into some liability stuff that, you know, some insurance companies won't, won't really touch anymore. Uh, but so, you know, we're not asking you to, you know, bypass all of that kind of stuff. So be smart there, but there's a number of areas and ways for senior adults to, to lean yeah. into that next generation and help you reach them. Kyle. 
Yeah, and I would say this. Something that, that uh, our pastor, Adam Pardue, here at Highland in, in Lubbock has done really well is made sure that even as, as we've reached a lot of younger folks, young parents, he, he's done a really good job of pouring into our senior adults. So we have a Wednesday noon Bible study that is, uh, apart from the staff, almost exclusively uh, senior adults, because that's who's, I mean, everybody else is at work, right? So you have your, your retired folks who can come to a noon thing on Wednesday. And that's been a wonderful time to pour into them. And then we have several ministries around the church that that are staffed really primarily by senior adults. Uh, a lot of our um, children's activities on Wednesday nights uh, have, have a large senior adult volunteer group. Um, we have a baby closet that is open during the week that is staffed by mostly retired folks um, who help young families get diapers and formula and, and strollers and, and clothes. Um, and then we have we have a, a prison ministry that's based out of our church, Exodus Prison Ministry. They send correspondence courses to prisons. And a lot of that is staffed by senior adults as well. So don't be afraid to, to find creative ways for your folks to serve. Um, and again, that, I mean, that's not just, hey, we're going to load up a bus and go to Branson, right? That they're, they're actively involved in ministry. Um, and so look for some creative ways where you can pour into your senior adults and then some creative ways for them to be able to serve. Maybe when they have some availability that that your younger families don't because they, they're at their jobs working. And uh, so find and you may have to think outside the box a little bit, but don't be afraid to do that because you, you may find some really valuable ministry opportunities and, and be able to fill some holes in your community by having senior adults serve in those ministries. Yeah. So as Kyle said, senior citizens, although slow and dangerous behind the wheel, can still serve a purpose to help you reach the next generation and, uh, and reach the lost around you. And so don't just sideline them don't let them bench themselves but continue to pour into them love them lead them gracefully and uh, and lean on them uh, as we seek to move forward and advance the kingdom here there and everywhere uh, Kyle love you man hope you have a great day and I hope your cat doesn't take down the rest of your blinds behind you no but kidding. until next time may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel we declare, and the Texas Rangers be the third place team. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs>